This is the S podcast. We have two decent fights, very good fights. Could be great fights. This weekend you have Jose Ramirez versus Jose Pedraza. Then you have Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez versus El Rey Martinez. And stylistically, these are great fights. These are really good, gonna be highly to me, highly entertaining fights for however long they last. And we're gonna get to that. I'm gonna break down both these fights, but let's get down to some of the storylines of boxing this week. We have Dillian White versus Tyson Fury, and we had the press conference break. Uh, you know, we had a, like the oh, I guess the fight announcement press conference. I don't know what the hell it was. It was the first press conference for the fight tour, and then the tickets weren't selling. They just they sold like gangbusters, right? You sold that, selling out a whole stadium for Tyson Fury, and it was you know it, was, it seems like it's mainly on Tyson Fury's back, and Tyson Fury was always kind of. Diminish as like people were always trying to diminish like how big of a star he was saying that he wasn't even you know to have that big of following in Europe but it turns out that he has a pretty huge following in Europe it turns out he is a star and maybe these promoters knew what they were doing with him and they could see it a little bit better than you know the fans at home sometimes I do want to talk about you know Dillian White not talking or going or even showing up at the press conference and I, I don't really think that that's um I really think that's a great move by him. I'll be honest with you. And I get that he wants more money and he's a little pissed because he's getting a, a you know, the, the way they split up the cut, he's, he's, you know, on the lower end than like really it's probably ever been for, you know, a mandatory like this. I get that. But you, you know, you accepted the terms of the fight. I think that you should always, you know, that you benefit too. Like, and you got to realize too, like you're doing this for the fans as well. To build this fight, and the fans look forward to stuff like this. And your fans, Tyson Fury's fans, you should always want more attention. This is like a thing that benefits you, as as much as it does the promotion. It benefits you, and you want this fight to do well. You want ticket sales. You want pay per view sales to be high, so that way, when your next fight, which was why Tyson Fury has such a big cut in this fight, is because of the next fight, you can say like, "Well, look at my last fight did right." That's the way this works. And I just don't think that him doing this or being professional about it it's it's just not the right move. I don't think I, I can't agree with it. I just can't. It just doesn't it doesn't feel right. It feels like more of it's a slap in the face to the fans. And I understand that you feel like you're getting uh, you know robbed here and if you if you pay this, but you didn't have to accept the contract. The contract was what it was and they didn't want to give you that pay you extra to promote it. I still think that you know, as far as like you know, we gotta remember boxing isn't just you know, I think sometimes these guys, they do this, they fight, and they they don't think about the fans. They just think about, like, well, I'm going to get in there and fight. That's all that matters. And it's like, it's not. This is still entertainment. This is still just a sport. And the entertainment side doesn't go away. So I'm not a big fan of that. It was, you know, you got a Ukraine war happening right now. And it is affecting boxing in a, in a major way. Two major fights. We had, a, we there was rumors that Campos versus Lomachenko was, you know, close to being finished. Uh, signed, sealed, and delivered to fight in Australia. But now, um, Vasily Lomachenko is, you know, with his country um, fighting off a, a Russian invasion. So now it doesn't seem like he's going to be available anytime soon. So now this kind of puts like Devin Haney in the driver's seat, negotiations with Gambosos, who probably doesn't want to sit out that much longer, right? Doesn't want to sit out to the end of the year. Who he just had a long sit out for his last fight. I would imagine. 
once again the ring get the collect you know strike while the iron's hot and it looks like David Haney's now in the driver's seat to be the opponent for Campos's and just you know you never know what's going to happen and to shift the change in tide in a certain direction but it definitely looks like David Haney is in the driver's seat here to get this fight another uh, effect of the war is Usyk who is supposed to rematch Joshua uh, going to be probably one of the biggest fights of the year that doesn't seem like that's going to happen soon either so now Joshua's got to find a replacement opponent right or it's a stay busy fight but Joshua coming off a loss I, I kind of like think it'd be a huge letdown if it's not um, a name opponent or someone that's like at least recognizes the threat I've heard Jasora. I've heard a few names, but the name that kind of I think I see I can see as like Joshua seeing as like kind of a tune up, kind of a stay busy fight, but fans also seeing like as a credible threat and a name is Joseph Parker. Joseph Parker trains with Tyson Fury, so you'll have that little thing too with it. I think that's the fight to make. Joseph Parker just coming off of you know one of his better performances against Chisora. Definitely looked like he's improving as a fighter. And remember that when they first fight, it wasn't exactly not close. You know what I mean? It was a kind of a close fight with, jo- with Joseph Parker. And I think that that's a fight for at least to stay busy. That that fight makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I would pick to, I would pick Anthony Joshua to win that fight. But I think that it has enough story to it. It has enough, you know, the, it's a rematch. Joshua looked a little shaky last fight. I think it's, it's, I think it's an interesting fight. And you got two names. It's, you want to get two names in the heavyweight division. There it is. You got two names right there. Let's get to the fights. We have Jose Ramirez versus Jose Pedraza. This is a Friday fight. So I want to remind you that if you listen to this podcast, the fight is happening Friday. Most likely you probably listen to this on this podcast on Friday because I'm recording at 11 o'clock uh, in, a, in L.A. So, you know, an hour to it's third, you know, an hour to it's Friday. You're most likely listen to this podcast on Friday. The fight's tonight. But Jose Pedraza versus uh, Jose Ramirez. And Jose Ramirez coming off his loss to uh, Josh Taylor, who Josh Taylor just had a tough fight, controversial fight to some uh, against Jack Catterall. And Jose Pedraza, who's been on a little win streak here at uh, 140 pounds. And th- to me, this fight couldn't be happening at a better time. Like, this is the perfect time for these two to match up. Jose Pedraza's. Uh, probably never been more confident. Jose Ramirez needs to kind of get his confidence back after that performance that he had against Josh Taylor, which was a great fight, very competitive fight, but he just wasn't the best, you know, didn't come out the better man on it. Now, Jose Pedraza, who's never won uh, the big fight, he's been in there with Lomachenko, Cepeda, and Tank Davis, and he hasn't won any of those, and he was stopped against uh, by Tank Davis. And I don't believe he was stopped by Lomachenko. I'm going to say that once a decision, but I'll just look that up real quick because I want to be right about that. Let's see here. Jose Pedraza. I got a Wikipedia because BoxRec is all screwed up right now. So he lost to Lomachenko. Um, no, it was a unanimous decision. That's what I thought. So he was only stopped by Tank Davis, right? And that's not that bad to be stopped by Tank Davis. Because uh, Tank Davis is a special fighter with special power. It's, spe- and it's, you know, it's really an elite uh, power, what Tank Davis has. And there was points in that fight where he was kind of competitive like, to start off with. And then Tank Davis just really took over. 
But as I'm looking at it, like Pedraza never won the big fight, but he's also like those losses even against three like are against really good opponents. And the fact that he was kind of competitive against Loma, right? And then uh, Cepedo fight was was kind of boring, one sided, couldn't really get going. And Tank, you know, he showed glimpses of something and then got smoked. But I think that Pedraza has what it takes to be like a, a really high level fighter. Now, I don't think he's been able to put it all together, especially like in the fights he needs to put it all together. But this might be the perfect matchup to put it all together because Jose Ramirez, well, very good at what he does and when he can do it, right? If you're going to go in a fight where you're going to stay on the inside and look to uh, be all offensive, as similar to like what Josh and Jose Ramirez did, Jose Ramirez is going to be, you know, tough to beat. He, in most likely, through most of the guys that would try to do that with him, he'd probably win. Especially at 140. But Jose Perez is not going to do what Jose Ramirez wants to do. And Jose, I've seen Jose Ramirez struggle against guys that look to box and keep the distance. As far as Postol, as far as Jose Cepeda himself. And Pedraza is going to look to move around the ring. Use his length and use his timing, his jab, and his counters to keep the fight where he wants it. And that's him boxing. And that's him Jose Ramirez chasing. Now, Jose Ramirez moving down a straight line, very dangerous. Jose Ramirez having to turn, cut off your ankle, cut you off in the ring, a lot less dangerous. A lot less effective as well. So, this fight seems like on paper you would probably think like, oh, Jose Ramirez gets a, a you know, gets a guy that had kind of a name, I guess. But it's a more of a build-up fight for Jose Ramirez and he's going to run through Pedraza. I don't see that. I, I don't see that. I think that this is going to be a lot tougher fight for Ramirez. I think that he might lose a lot of the early rounds. And it's going to take maybe a late run for him to pull this fight out. And how is he going to cover that space? And is he going to get better at cutting off the ring? And is he going to not walk into a thousand shots? And it's not like Jose Pedraza doesn't have you know nothing about those shots. It's not like he has some pop. And I just think Jose Ramirez could walk into a lot of stuff. Even if it's on his guard, he's just going to look like, man, like he's just walking into shots that Jose Pedraza is throwing out there. The way I see this fight uh, kind of going is Jose Ramirez chases early and Pedraza just looks like he's putting a boxing lesson on. And I could see that going for, you know, six, seven rounds of a boxing lesson. Of Pedraza going southpaw because he could switch both sides and going southpaw and just get on the outside foot of Jose Ramirez. And Jose Ramirez not being able to get off the ring because he likes to move in a straight um, likes to move straight, a straight line. Like he's more. Jose Ramirez is definitely more of a sprinter, right? He like gets in on you by chasing the pace of like how he's gonna jump in on you and like not let not letting you time it. But Pedraza's be able to keep the space and it's pretty good with his timing. Now I do see Pedraza kind of falls apart late and fights definitely get a lot closer. That's why he has a hard time winning these fights because at at certain point of it, it gets tighter. And I think that there is will be a point in eighth ninth round where Jose Ramirez. Is, is able to get in on him and able to use his strength because Jose Ramirez is very strong, especially when they clinch a push off, you know, rip him to the body with a left hook, uppercuts, and his, his uh, like a chopping right on the inside. And I think there's going be points where Jose Pedraza is, you know, going to stay in there and kind of, it's Pedraza's kind of nature to like, if he does get in that kind of fight, he will kind of fight back. So I think that there's going to be a point where Jose Ramirez is landing like two to one on him in those rounds. I think those, uh, Pedraza will be able to do good things in that range or that close range fight like that but he definitely will lose majority of those rounds when it stays like that I think that Jose Ramirez might just 
start off a little too late or not even just starting off too late but not really be able to able to be effective until pedraza slows down which will be later in the fight i don't think it'll be enough rounds for jose ramirez to catch up i'm gonna take jose ramirez an upset here i don't know what the betting odds for that but i would definitely bet jose pedraza on this fight jose ramirez runs has trouble with these kind of opponents and especially because pedraza could switch stance as well so he can really find where he feels comfortable and i feel like that southpaw stance could be very effective for him I'm going to take Pedraza in this fight. I think that's a pretty decent upset. I think that that will put Pedraza, uh, you know, really shake up 140, really diminish Josh Taylor's resume, really increase Lomachenko's and Tank Davis' resume. And uh, what interesting if they set up a fight that no one was really asking for was Cepeda Pedraza. But I think that's a very interesting fight. I think it could be a very interesting fight. It could be a lot better than the first one. Now we go to the next uh, card. This is a Saturday card, and this is going to be. Oh, you know what? Let me give the counter for Ramirez. I think Ramirez will have to start, has to start off with his jab right away. I don't think he can allow Pedraza to get comfortable in any range, and I think the jab will allow him to make up the space, but also just not let Pedraza just sit there with a at a distance and make uh, and Ramirez just kind of walk in with his uh, tight guard. He needs to jab his way in. Also needs to kind of jab the chest. Not don't worry too much about the head early. Jab the chest, and then when you get Pedraza in a situation right where you could get in on him work his body uh pedraza has a you know like i said he has a habit of kind of like falling apart late work his body that's the, you got to get him to where he starts falling apart uh falling apart earlier right and get maybe get pedraza kind of sit on shots so he can feels like he has to hold you off of him so he maybe want sit on some stuff and that's kind of fight the hose ramirez wants okay next fight we have is on saturday and this is roman chocolatito versus el rey Martinez in a fight that um you know Bam Bam just moved up right and got a big win at 115 pounds now Ray Martinez moves up uh one weight division to fight Chocolatito in a fight that you know these guys are all right there next to each other but that wasn't really thought about one of those rare like you know just a great matchup that no one really ever talked about or thought it was a possibility and, you know, we were wondering when it was Ray going to make that that big leap up against, you know, a name like Chocolatito. Well, it's going to happen. It's going to happen this weekend. And it's funny because I was just talking about Ray Martinez and I was saying that he's the kind of guy that you got to cash in at the right time and kind of early with him. Because his style, well, is super effective, especially when he's like still in his prime and still has his legs and he's at his, you know, his max uh, ability, you got to cash in on that style because it's not going to last long because the way he fights with his chin up and the way he just full blitz and gives just less defense, go 100% down, he's going to get caught. He's going to get hurt. And he, he will begin to diminish. So he's kind of like a running back in the NFL who was like, did like four years of college. He's like, you have three years with him. Like, you got to kind of, you know, take advantage of it now. I think that's what it is with Ray, and I think that's kind of why he's in this fight. It's because they didn't seem that he got hurt against McWilliams Royal. They, if you're going to do anything right, if you're going to do anything great with him, it's got to be now. And Roman Chocolatito, who is definitely, you know, not in his, really in his prime anymore, not in his prime at all anymore, hasn't, you know, last time he fought, uh, faced a guy with really good pop, he was put to sleep. Now, definitely he's had a... Uh, since that point, he's had a lot of success. Probably, you know, a lot of people say that he beat Estrada. 
had a really good fight against Yafai. He's just, you know, still steady, still balanced, still his offense is just special, right? It's just one of the best, most special offense. How loose his combinations, the length he could get on his hooks of the body, the length he could get on his shots. The, the rhythm and the like he just rhythm of what he's doing everything's in rhythm everything's balanced the pressure the way he circles you while he's hitting you the way he's uh just causing a, a lot of motion and putting it together it's like a wave he's like like riding a wave he's like it's like fighting water right and that's like that bruce lee thing be water but it really is it's like fighting a current and just like the current just coming and it's smooth then it comes and boom it's like a big wave and there's little waves and then another one boom and it's just like El Rey's just never seen this before. And the beautiful, the crazy thing is that, like, El Rey's going to give him everything he wants, right? Martinez is going to give uh, Chocolatito everything he wants as far as range. He's not going to have to go chase him, right? He's not going to have to go find him. He's going to be right there. He's going to come forward. And Roman can take a step back. He can take a step in. He can do whatever he wants. He's got basically a punching bag, right, with big, powerful shots coming back at him. But... Sometimes, like, with a fighter like that, when guys get older, the the thing they have a hard time with is getting in the position where they're going to have success. And Roman's not going to have to worry about that fight. So even if his legs are kind of gone, he's still going to have an opportunity in this fight because Al Ray's going to put the pressure on him and look to put it, bring it on him. That's the only way he fights. As long as he's going to start boxing all of a sudden. And I think that we're going to see the Martinez, that style, is it's just... There's too many holes in it for it to be, like, consistently successful. And I think that this might be the first, you know, where you start seeing major cracks in the game of Martinez. I'm going to take a lot of chocolate seed in this fight. And I think it's going to be um, him moving back. I think it's him going to, you know, kind of put in, like, a little bit of a boxing lesson. Keep him kind of putting, uh, you know, showing all the, the, the talent of his game and the... The, it's going to show everything that Martinez is lacking in his game. I really believe that. And I think that Martinez is like full blitz offense, leaving wide openings to himself. I think that that's going to also really stand out in this fight. I'll take, I'm going to take Roman Martinez to finish him. Tenth round. I'm going to say TKO. I think that the shots are going to start adding up. I think Alray will be dangerous early. And I think that he will land big shots on Roman. But I think Roman's going to be able to withstand them. I think he's going to stay steady. He's going to stay working. And I think he's going to box at times. And he's just really going to show everything that Al Ray is, you know, not capable capable of in the ring. And when he leaves these giant holes, a guy like Chocolatito is, is going to catch him. He's going to find him. And he's going to land big. And I think this fight will be, you know, one-sided. After, like, about the first two three rounds, I think this fight's going to be very one-sided. I think this puts Chocolatito in, you know, 115 is pretty popping now with Bam Bam there, Estrada, um, Sorumvisai, whenever he's going to get back in the, you know, the, the picture there. It's, 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 it's a really good weight class. There's a lot of interesting names, like, in guys coming up, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't even mind seeing the Yafai fight again. I know that sounds crazy because he he kind of put a beating on him, but I, I still think that's an interesting fight. I still I still wouldn't mind seeing that. But I'm gonna take Chocolatito. I think he's gonna have maybe his you know could be his last great performance, but I think this is gonna be a very good performance for him. And it's just kind of just because the guy's gonna give him everything he wants. And with a guy like Chocolatito, I'm I'm always gonna 
the part where I'll get worried is like, is he going to be able to get to where he wants? This one he will be. Thank you guys for listening. This has been the S-Raw.